Edification Exercise by John Milton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Thomas Copeland. In the nineteenth year of his age, Anoitatis nineteen, Edification Exercise in the College, part Latin, part English. The Latin speeches ended, the English thus began. Hail, native language, that by sinews weak didst move my first endeavouring tongue to speak, and madest imperfect words with childish trips half unpronounced slide through my infant lips, driving dumb silence from the portal door where he had mutely sate two years before. Here I salute thee, and thy pardon ask that now I use thee in my latter task. Small loss it is that thence can come unto thee. I know my tongue, but little grace can do thee. Thou needst not be ambitious to be first. Believe me, I have thither packed the worst, and if it happen, as I did forecast, the daintiest dishes shall be served up last. I pray thee then, deny me not thy aid for this same small neglect that I have made, but haste thee straight to do me once a pleasure, and from thy wardrobe bring thy chiefest treasure. Not those new-fangled toys a trimming slight, which takes our late fantastics with delight, but cull those richest robes and gayest attire, which deepest spirits and choicest wits desire. I have some naked thoughts that rove about, and loudly knock to have their passage out, and, weary of their place, do only stay till thou hast decked them in thy best array, that so they may without suspect or fears fly swiftly to this fair assembly's ears. Yet I had rather, if I were to choose, thy service in some graver subject use, such as may make thee search thy coffers round before thou clothe my fancy in fit sound, such where the deep transported mind may soar above the wheeling poles and at heaven's door look in and see each blissful deity how he before the thunderous throne doth lie listening to what unshorn apollo sings tooth touch of golden wires while hebe brings immortal nectar to her kingly sire then passing through the spheres of watchful fire and misty regions of wide air next under, and hills of snow, and lofts of pilot thunder, may tell at length how green-eyed Neptune raves, in heaven's defiance mustering all his waves. Then sing of secret things that came to pass when Beldam nature in her cradle was. And last, of kings and queens and heroes old, such as the wise Demodocus once told in solemn songs at King Alcinous' feast, while sad Ulysses' soul and all the rest are held with his melodious harmony in willing chains and sweet captivity. But fie, my wandering muse, how thou dost stray! Expectance calls thee now another way. Thou knowst it must be now thy only bent to keep in compass of thy predicament. Then quick about thy purposed business come, that to the next I may resign my room. Then Ames is represented as father of the predicaments his ten sons, whereof the eldest stood for substance with his canons, which Ames thus speaking explains. Good luck befriend thee, son, for at thy birth 
the fairy ladies danced upon the hearth thy drowsy nurse hath sworn she did them spy come tripping to the room where thou didst lie and sweetly singing round about thy bed strew all their blessings on thy sleeping head she heard them give thee this that thou shouldst still from eyes of mortals walk invisible yet there is something that doth force my fear for once it was my dismal hap to hear a sibyl old bow bent with crooked age that far events full wisely could presage and in time's long and dark perspective glass foresaw what future days should bring to pass your son said she nor can you it prevent shall subject be to many an accident or all his brethren he shall reign as king yet every one shall make him underling and those that cannot live from him asunder ungratefully shall strive to keep him under in work and excellence he shall outgo them yet being above them he shall be below them from others he shall stand in need of nothing yet on his brothers shall depend for clothing to find a foe it shall not be his hap and peace shall lull him in her flowery lap yet shall he live in strife and at his door devouring war shall never cease to roar yea it shall be his natural property to harbour those that are at enmity what power what force what mighty spell if not your learned hands can loose this gordian knot the next quantity and quality spake in prose then relation was called by his name rivers arise whether thou be the son of utmost tweed or ooze or gulfy dun or trent who like some earth-born giant spreads his thirty arms along the indented meads or sullen mole that runneth underneath or severn swift guilty of maiden's death or rocky avon or of sedgy lee or coley tyne or ancient hallowed dee or humber loud that keeps the scythian's name or medway smooth O royal towered tale, the rest was prose. End of Advocation Exercise.